0: Hello and welcome to the 100 Days as CEO podcast. I am Lucia Giftapulu, news editor at CityWire Wealth Manager, and I am joined today by Neil Alexander, who's the new CEO of UK's leading robo-advisor, Nutmeg. So, Neil, if you allow it, I'm going to start with a pretty straightforward question because I think it's, it's, it's something that everybody would, would like to know. Nutmeg, as I said, is the leading robo in the UK. Your assets are growing, you're over 2 billion now. But so are the losses. When are you going to turn a profit?
1: Right. Well, look here, look, it's lovely to meet you. And uh, thanks for the opening question. Uh, as you can imagine, it's a question I actually get asked a lot. In fact, not just, by, uh, not just by journalists, but by my wife, my sister, my family and friends all ask me the same question. When is nutmeg going to get profitable? Well, the, the important thing to un- understand yeah, about... I'm our glad
0: we, we can have a kind of conversation that you have in your everyday life as well at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could share more of that. <laughs> but um, in terms of Nutmeg as a business, so we're here to build a big business. Um, this is a long term commitment by the people in the business and by our investors who share the same vision. So we, we're, our eye isn't on short term profit, it's about building a business of significant scale. We really aim to help millions of people with their financial futures. Um, the DTC retail business is on track to be profitable, and within the funds that we've got. And everybody, I think, who works in wealth management knows that this isn't a business that's a short-term business. We're building relationships with our customers that we anticipate will last for decades, not for not for months or even just a few years.
0: I do. I do get this point. I'm not sure if your wife is convinced by by the answer, <laughs> by the way. But I, I did get this point. However, you know, I, I, as time goes on it, it's running out as well the same so your your predecessor Martin Stead said last year when you reported uh, losses widening by, by more than 50% to 18.6 million that you will be operationally profitable by 2022 which is your 10-year anniversary now I, I imagine Covid has not really helped this cause so is this still do you stand by that? Is this, is this still the plan?
1: Um, so I think Martin had a, had a reasonable view there. When you said COVID-19 hasn't helped us, um, for sure, in terms of the markets, there's been a little bit of a setback. But, but I actually, don't think it
0: has helped anyone.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. But actually what it has done, though, it's driven people to reconsider um, their lives through the digital uh, interface. So some people who maybe previously were reluctant to adopt um, digital services have basically been forced into doing that and to get overcome that that kind of barrier of fear so i think in some ways whilst this has been a really dramatic hit to the economy it's also going to accelerate people joining um nutmeg on their journey and investing their funds with us
0: that does this mean you've seen any change during those months in terms of how many clients you're attracting or have your funds grown even more because we reported the two billion mark um I think just before coronavirus or when it was just starting. So is there a change that you've seen during those months or is it something that you you think would be the logical progression because of the shift to digital, you know, as a result of the situation?
1: Yeah, so I think at this time with the markets as they are focusing on the AUM number is a bit, um, it it can vary literally day to day at the moment and quite significantly. But what we have continued to grow is our customer numbers. So we're continuing to attract more and more customers year on year. So at the moment, we're really comfortable with the way the business is tracking in terms of getting to a larger scale.
0: The last time that we wrote about you, you had about 75,000 customers in the UK. Has this number gone up by then?
1: Yes, so we're serving over 80,000 customers now in the UK and of course we serve customers Internationally as well through our link up with Fubon Bank in Taiwan So we are continuing to grow our customer base and we're We're continuing to hold on to our customers We've expanded our product offering as well, which has attracted new customers to Nutmeg. So We launched the GISA not long ago. That's brought in a new wave of customers Some as young as just a couple of months old
0: in the UK or internationally that's in the UK mm-hmm. so Many of your competitors who made similar claims before and and were also saying that they're democratizing investment, which is a point that we we can all understand. They've they've either sold up or shut down. Most recently, Wealthify was completely bought by Aviva. Yeah, Teeler, who two and a half years ago uh, said they had the secret of of being a profitable robo, decided it's not worth it. They just shut down and concentrated on the b2b business and ubs and invested gave it a try failed miserably shut down so in a way is this will nutmeg follow probably the selling up type of route or do you think you can you know you, you can last longer until you become profitable so you're the last man standing
1: um so when we talk about nutmeg, we often get bracketed with some of these other businesses, and we have seen people trying to break into the digital wealth management market and unsuccessfully. So if you, you've mentioned a few there, some of which are new players and perhaps have been absorbed into a bigger company, some of which were businesses that were backed by longstanding, very uh, well-funded companies. So we had inv- Click and invest closing. UBS closed. Uh, What I think what it goes to show you is it's not simple to break this market and to and to get traction in this market. It may be that some of um, the people who've tried it have basically taken, built an app or built built a website and tacked it on to what is a legacy back end, and that doesn't really serve to give a customer a um, complete transparency of their transactions and it doesn't serve for efficient processes. Nutmeg as a business was built from the ground up with technology at the forefront in order that we could serve as many customers as possible, as efficiently as possible. So we have our own proprietary technology, we've got our own in-house trading investment teams, we have very minimal reliance on third-party delivery, which means that we can scale much more efficiently. Um, it's made us very flexible and we saw... However,
0: that- if you don't turn profitable at some point money will run out i know you you raised quite a lot of money last year 45 million from a from an institutional round yes where where goldman sachs was a main investor and then 3.8 million via via crowdfunding yeah a lot of people are asking you know they're saying that this type of new digital business that they're they're burning they're just burning cash without ever going to turn a profit so at some point this money might run out people might not want to put any more money into this type of business and and this kind of despite all of the you know very very well-structured arguments and and valid points that you're making if money runs out then you will probably have to do one or the other and this is it goes back to the question of when are you going to break even
1: So in terms of the plans that we have for Nutmeg, um, it sees Nutmeg fully funded through to profitability and beyond. And when I talk about these plans, as you can imagine, when we did the Series E fundraise, which brought Goldman Sachs in as a major investor and onto the board, uh, you could only imagine how much due diligence that they carried out on Nutmeg and particularly on Nutmeg's long term business plans. Um, Clearly, their investment is was predicated on understanding those plans was predicated on understanding how viable that was so we see nutmeg well positioned to get to profitability and and to do that within the funds that we've got
0: but you don't stand by the 2022 deadline that that martin gave could be earlier could be earlier so when yeah. are we, when when is your when should we be expecting your your next results
1: oh well our next results we we obviously publish our annual accounts they'll be available mm. later this year um Uh, So in terms of it could be earlier, it could be later. One of the things we balance as a business is we're obviously always looking to evolve and develop our proposition. So we may make a decision that actually we're going to invest even more in the platform to push the business further We could make the decision to invest even more in marketing to further increase our brand awareness Even though it's one of the highest in the UK So it's about balancing those levers as we continue the journey to profitability So we could choose to push profitability out We could choose to pull it in a little bit more But the main thing is we're always focused on building the best proposition for our clients And also building one that is as risk-free as possible in terms of making sure the business is safe for our clients
0: Another, another thing that has happened in the past few months is that several of your senior staff left, including, obviously, Martin Stead, whom you've replaced. CIO Sean Port left as well, and also Lisa Kaplan, who was a head of financial advice. Do you think that tells anything about the firm if, if the most senior members are losing enthusiasm in the project?
1: Um, well, they certainly didn't lose enthusiasm in the project. Um, I was chatting to Martin literally yesterday, uh, we chat regularly. He's always staying in touch with the business. Um, people leave for different reasons as a business evolves. And uh, Martin's gone off to pursue some very exciting things that are very close to his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of Sean Port, who's with Nutmeg for a long time, our CIO. Again, I was chatting to Sean. And it wasn't because we were going to talk. I literally was chatting to Sean yesterday. Sean remains a big fan of the business. He, uh, is, um, he holds a reasonable number of shares in the business, having exercises options. And Do they he's still, have
0: a Nutmeg account as well?
1: Well, yeah, they all—they are both pretty much everyone who leaves has got a nutmeg account. Uh, Sean has a nutmeg account, and uh, and Sean's an investment professional, and but he trusts us to manage his investments for him, as do the other eighty thousand or so customers.
0: Okay, so just moving a bit back to you—you joined. Nutmeg in 2017, I think. And then you, so you you know the business pretty well, but you became CEO just before coronavirus. Yeah. How has this been for you? It must be quite challenging to have to manage, even though you know the business, you have to manage everybody and everyone at a time when everything around us is collapsing. And I don't just mean the markets.
1: Yes, Um, so yeah, I joined in 2017. uh, Just on the customer point, I was already a customer of Nutmeg for two years before that. Um, But towards the end of 2019, the board said to me, "Do you fancy being the CEO of a wealth business?" They said, "It'll be fun." They said, (laughs) "Yes," I said, and then the pandemic hit. So um, I'm not sure if "fun" is the is the right word anymore. And certainly for anyone who's sitting as a CEO of a business, not
0: very encouraging. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But for for someone who's sitting as a CEO of a business now, new or or already in the chair, it hasn't been fun, but similarly it hasn't been fun for any of the people in those businesses, for any of the teams. So um, I think one of the strengths in Nutmeg is that we have got a close-knit community within the business. We do work really well as a team. So we've dealt with a global pandemic. We had to move to 100% remote working. Uh, an almost complete shutdown of the economy. The fastest bear market in U.S. stock market history. So yeah, it's definitely been interesting. But what well, I guess I had some advantage, having been in the business for three years. I have kind of done other senior roles i understood the business really well through the fundraiser developed great relationships with the with the major investors and the board so the communication that way was great and then as a team we really pulled together the transition to remote working was no trouble at all for us as I, a business.
0: See, well you are a digital business but still yeah. i imagine that having to manage everybody remotely when you're you're just one month in the job would, must not have been the easiest thing on earth maybe fun is definitely not the word to describe it on uh, this occasion
1: well maybe not but I always do try to I always think it's best to laugh rather than cry when things are going getting tough and um, and I think as a business we're, we're pretty positive in that way that there's 160 of us moved out of the office something like the 16th of March we didn't look back after that we ramped up our communication so it was also our busiest time of year so Not only were the markets tumbling, but it was tax year end, which is like the Christmas period for kind of normal sales retail people. For us it's a business time of year. So everyone was really focused. We just made sure we kept all the communication ongoing. How did you how
0: did you deal with clients? Because you know, with eighty thousand clients in the UK, everybody wanting to know. Um, what's happening with their portfolios i I, I know somebody who nearly um, broke his laptop because he saw how how far down his net account went so um, you know how how did, do you manage to communicate with that amount of people at a time when everybody wants you know five minutes of your yeah. time
1: yeah so it's all about communication so the, the way our business is set up anyway we're doing regular updates as a part of the normal course of business we always do a monthly update we do lots of blogs and webcasts and we we simply ramped it up we knew that customers we knew from our inbound calls customers wanted more information so we did weekly webcasts with our cio and allow people to put in questions as well um the thing is because our systems are so efficient our customer service team can work really efficiently so we're able to take lots of inbound how many
0: calls people do you employ for customer service
1: so it depends on the time of year, because um, we will flex up and down if it's tax year end. But,
0: but during the coronavirus crisis,
1: oh, so at that time we were running with about thirty-two people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we do a lot it's of a chat. It's a big job. <laughs> it is a big job but also we spend a lot of time educating the customers our customers as well we provide a lot of information um also within our app you can even though your portfolio may not be performing well you can see exactly how it is performing you can drill into it and understand what stocks are it's invested in underneath so there's so much clarity of information we're so transparent it really helps we think to keep people calm when the markets are volatile and that's the important thing of course
0: what is your vision for nutmeg
1: my vision for Nutmeg. Um, well, there's, we've, there's so many exciting things to do. We, we, were, we remain on a path to empower nations of investors. We want to do that. Uh, in the very near future, we're launching um, open, bank, uh, open banking payments across web and mobile. And longer term, we want to continue building out our digital wealth management services that we offer at Nutmeg, which includes more digital planning tools to help people better understand their potential financial future and uh, more developments to to allow people to see a consolidated view of their wealth, whether it's at Nutmeg or other wealth managers. So again, helping people to understand exactly their kind of financial well-being and provide them with more services so that they can make the right decisions for themselves.
0: And also to be profitable.
1: (laughs) And also to be profitable, but profitable, the, the, the profitable bit is an outcome of making sure we're giving the best possible service to our clients. That's that's the key thing. If we don't do that, then you would never be profitable. So we focus on delivering quality services, transparency to our clients, and we know then the profitability will follow.
0: Do you think NatMug will be the last man standing in the robo space?
1: Um We'll have to wait and see, but uh, I, I do think we'll be standing there and we'll be looking left and right across our shoulders to see who else is with us.
0: Neil, thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome.